This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. Because immediately I'm like, Tucker's on one. <laughs> Is everyone riled up, ready to go? Oh hyped. boy! No one ever. Hears I hi- I'm, I'm hyped. No? I hyped. No, because it, 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 it's still playing the theme song by the when that's playing. Yeah. I figured you waited for the theme song to end and then you brought it in, right? Woo! Woo! Real loud. That's hilarious. That's, That's great. Do. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, anyway. we never got like one of those little like boards that has like buttons worth of sound effects. Like that would have been great. Oh, we yeah. should have done something like no, that. No, we sure didn't. Soundboard. I need to do that. Okay. I think I can add yeah. it on here. Really? Oh, really? Sound <laughs> effects and stuff. Do, do we really need sound effects? What kind of sound effects? Hey-o. Hey-o. Wink. Ding. No. You know, Aruga. Oh my god. Arugula. Arugula. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a that. Monday. Yeah. Oh, it's man. a Monday. Why do we always do this on a Monday? That's like the hardest day to do a podcast. Because it starts out a week and it makes it all like That's yeah, true. a week. But it also is the But it's day. also like Yeah. It's the most tired day. Yeah. I don't know. That's why we have such great yeah. energy. That's why I feel the need to woo at Woo-hoo. the beginning. <laughs> woo! I couldn't even wind oh, up. Oh boy! I couldn't even get going. Woo! Woo! I was way down here. Well, I am. I am not functioning at full capacity because on Friday I took Ivy to this baby gym, and I. I guess it's been a while since I've been like to like a kitty kind of corner of the world. It is chock full of disease and pestilence. We came home with three different things. She got like pink eye. I got some weird itch on my arm. And now we both have colds. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that like if you want to make your children children invincible, you take them to the little play area at the mall. The one that look, mm-hmm. looks like oh yeah foods, yeah or something like you can jump on the fried egg and all that yeah. shit. That place <laughs> that has every germ yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Science, science, and that's why we're a science podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, my prognostication with my crystal balls says otherwise, but. Uh, right. Oh. We're more of a mysticism podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really changed 180. All right, cool. Uh, we're not here to talk about tarot cards, you guys. Yeah, or, sure. or my crystal balls. Nope, not yet. What are we here to talk we're about? We're here to talk about the television program Three's Company. Oh, oh <laughs> maybe yeah. you've heard of it. I've heard of that. Um, they're... 
Quick Call Browsing episode, uh, season five, episode nine, The Not So Great Imposter. Oh. When did oh this boy. air? January 13th. 1981. 1981. That is so creepy, how close in time we actually are to these dates. We really nailed this. Yeah. 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 We're keeping. It's like we're really in 1981. Yeah. Um, So last week. Yeah. What did I say was going to happen? Let's see. I know that at some point I lost it. Yeah. You just stopped. It was going. Because you were like, for a while. Yeah, but here's what I got down. <laughs> okay, I go off. Somebody, I go off okay, the not so great imposter. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes a traveling mm-hmm. to the apartment mm-hmm. to oh, make some salesman. sales of, of a vacuum cleaner <laughs> that promises to do the job in half the time. Oh, half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so they all pooled their money. Okay. That's cute. Um, and I think this is like with, if I if I remember correctly, it was like with RF and everyone. And Larry. And yeah. Everybody, and, sure, everybody sure. In the, and they were going to do it. Yeah. But then the, the vacuum doesn't work. Oh, so no. they track the guy to the Regal Big. Oh, my God. <laughs> to so get good. their money back. Yeah. And yeah. then all I have is something about setting him up on a date with Cindy. Oh, well, that's yeah, it was getting more and more involved. Yeah, they're gonna get Cindy to trick him into uh, giving them their money back because she's oh, so pretty. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. but of course, but of course, hijinks ensue because she's so klutzy and dumb. Yeah. On top. <sighs> well, that none of that happened. No, not even close. No. <laughs> Although no. that is another winning Matteo episode of Three's oh, Company, yeah. I would say. <laughs> she clutches right in there though she sure does yeah oh that's she true. does that's true <sighs> um so what really happens okay here it is here's what really happens in the kitchen cindy is uh it's in the morning and cindy's there being all she's so chipper bushy tailed and janet comes in not so chipper wants her coffee She's mm-hmm. not even awake yet. Coffee. And then sounds like that. Cindy gives her, she pours her a sip of coffee. Like a swallow. One, yeah. one mere swallow of coffee. And then she's like, you shouldn't drink so much coffee. It's not good for you. And it makes you grumpy. Meh, meh, meh. And, and she's That's like, sign up for today. Yeah, yeah, what is going on? I know who does that who the to hell someone. Is this Cindy? Yeah, who does Cindy you know, think she is? I remember I said this last week, but like it, it's another this moment right here makes it feel like Janet is like twenty years older than yes. Cindy. Yeah. And I'm like, this is bad. I don't like this. This feels so weird. weird. What are you guys weird. doing? So it's weird. weird. Cindy's all fresh faced and supple, and Janet's all give me coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like grumpy and like, oh, you're so dumb. Kids are so dumb. Why are what's yeah. wrong with kids today? And yet, and she has so much eyeliner on. Like, I'm like she just rolled out of bed with this yeah. much eyeliner on. Is that really what happened? Yeah. Janet, oh my gosh, wears so yeah. much makeup to bed. Uh. Like when people say they get ready for bed, like Janet misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "There, I'm ready." Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
So it gets more and more ridiculous because then Janet or Jack enters and yeah, he's in a good mood, but he says, he's like, he wants some coffee and Cindy's got it. And he's like, maybe I should pour it. Uh, <laughs> you know, cause klutzy. Klutzy. And then yeah. as she's like, oh no, I got it right here. And uh, she, he's like, okay. And she starts pouring it. And then he turns to Janet as she's pouring it and says, any rolls left? And Janet, oh, and 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 Cindy, and Cindy. goes, oh, right there, and motions in the direction of the refrigerator and spills coffee on him. And then which is Jack, clearly just water, which I'm like, why don't you just brew a cold cup of coffee and put the brown liquid in there? I mean, what, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah. yeah. Just some tea, even. It's fine. Also, why are the rolls on top of the refrigerator? That's a good question. So he gets up, hops up, because he's been scalded with water. Hops up on his knees. And he... (laughs) And, yeah, he grabs a plate of rolls off the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. That's where they were keeping them. Yeah. They were like, here, we'll just put these up here. Yeah. Uncovered on a plate. Yeah. Ah, They're dusty. It's weird. That's how I imagine them. So he, anyway, he sits down and, and then he, he talks about how he's, he's supposed to have an interview at yeah. Angelino's. Mr. Angelino. Mm-hmm. Finally happening. Finally. Finally. But also remember, Mr. Angelino was in that one episode as the husband that he was cooking for in their home. Oh, that's right. It's the same actor. Oh, yeah. The same actor. That's right. right. Yeah. Semi-permy patty. Uh-huh. Semi-permy patty. And, uh. So there he's like, but I shouldn't even show up. He's just going to see what I've done and see who I am and tell I me. I don't have enough experience. Yep. And tell me to get lost, basically. And then the girls, you know, stroke his ego for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then it ends on a joke about him <clears throat> wanting to get in Janet's pants. And then we go on to... Finally. I mean, oh. He's making a joke about getting in Janet's pants. That's true. This was such a crazy moment because they've done tickle fights before. And every time they do a tickle fight, I, I'm just... I'm, so I would say Jinx is one of my closest friends in the whole world. Like, I've never jumped on her and had a tickle fight before. And no. I wonder if we're getting friendship correct... When I see right. the kids do it, I feel like I don't know what – I've never done this. I've never made out with just platonic friends of mine, and I feel like that's something I need to start getting into. <laughs> this is a new thing I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Tickle fight. Next time Matteo is over, we're going to have a big tickle fight. Oh, great. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Especially because I'm looking I forward have, to it. I have like a violent – Oh, she'll punch you in the face. Reaction to being tickled. Yeah. Like, I will punch you directly in the face. And I don't really mean to. It just happens. It's like a. Okay, but you can't punch me in the face until the second Tucker walks in. And then I fly out from behind the couch and your fist goes in the air as I, you know, react to the punch. Like, that's how we got to do it. You know, and that's friendship. And that's (laughs) friendship. Getting punched in the and seeing <laughs> as we um, tickle each other. 
So now we we are we are at Angelinos. Oh yeah, they just flash Angelinos in the kitchen. This where there's is a big office desk because that's what's happening in yep. the kitchens. We see oh, uh, the other people that work at the restaurant mm-hmm. going about their business, and Mister Angelino is on the phone. Mm-hmm. So we, Mister Angelino. Yeah, I guess we've already just, covered him, but I guess give us a little just refresher well, on just, who he is. Just a little refresher, just a little refresher. This is actor Jordan Charney, born in uh, New York City in uh, 1937. New uh, York City? Get a rope. Get a rope. <laughs> he gets to start all the way back in 1965. Yeah, there you go. He gets to start all the way back in 1965. He was in a TV series called... Love of Life, where he did 18 episodes in 1965. That's really interesting to me. He did three episodes of Guiding Light, 10 episodes of Another World. Um, He did 24 episodes of One Life to Live, which is so interesting, right? Because, like, all of these soap operas are evidently, like, you know, they're all in competition, but they're all their own individual worlds, except this guy's in all of them. So (laughs) that's so odd to me. Um, He's in three episodes of Dallas, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Goes on to be in The Ropers in one episode in 1980. Uh, Lou Grant Benson, Heart to Heart. Uh, he's back in Three's Company where he's going to do 12 episodes as Mr. Angelino. And he didn't, do, in fact, do one as Mr. Layton, which was the guy at the... Uh, Mr. Layton, yes. Yeah. But I, I forgot that he was in Ghostbusters in 1984 as a character named Dean Yeager. Yeah, Yeager. that... Seems yeah, he's the he's yeah. like the dean of the university that like oh right kicks right. him out or whatever. He's right. got a much more pronounced beard at that point. Yeah, uh, this is why. Then he goes. This guy just seems to be around. <laughs> yeah, he's and twelve then episodes he's, of Three's Company, mm-hmm. he's in three Dallases, and he's in Ghostbusters. I've seen him a million yeah. times. But then since then, he's been just all over television. Uh, his last credit is in 2007. But uh, yeah, Jordan Charney, semi-permi patty of the Threes Company universe. Wow. He was, on, he was on one episode of a TV series called Tucker's Witch. Tucker's Witch? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good show. That's what we should do. That's what our next podcast should be. Every episode of Tucker's uh, Witch. Look, Jordan Charney. Yeah, Jordan Charney. We love him. Okay. (laughs) Tucker Switch. Oh, boy. So, uh, Mr. Angelino is on the phone, and uh, Jack comes in, and uh, he's like, I've got my resume. I'm here to apply for the job of chef, Mr. Angelino. And then Mr. Angelino's got to go. He's Somewhere, he's yeah, he's or something. gonna I don't step know. out for a minute. Yeah, and he's like, "Just put your time. resume there. I'll be back in a minute yeah. on the stack with the others." You know. So Jack goes to do that, and the phone starts ringing, and of course, and so Jack answers. No the one's phone. there. <laughs> yeah. Why would Jack answer the phone? And can he take a message? Well, he can't find a pencil, but he'll remember it. Sure. Now, so, is it so? It's nineteen. Sorry, it's nineteen eighty-one. Eighty-one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are are answering machines around yet? Not in my world. Mm, I don't I know if so. they're around, but I didn't. We did. 
I don't remember um, us having an answering machine until like the late eighties. That's what I feel. Yeah. Well, my family, like whenever new technology came out, gave it a solid five years to make sure it wasn't a fad. So oh, yeah. Oh no, we didn't get shit at all. Yeah. Uh, I was just curious because it would be a little bit more of a motivator for Jack to pick up the phone because in those days, I guess if the phone call did get missed, it could be bad for business and maybe Jack can look like some kind of hero if he Mm. gets an important message. Right. He can look like a go-getter. So anyway, it's uh, on the the other end of the line. The was invented in 1935. What? Get the fuck out of here. No, that's not. Well, but the consumer level... Uh, entry machine didn't yeah. come into fashion until the Commercial seriously the 80s machine. at least the mid 80s was offered in the United States in 1949 what? which played an outgoing message and recorded an incoming message on a magnetic wire it was priced at $200 but wasn't a commercial success yeah well $200 yeah yeah That's jinx where's your calculator how much is that it's like got to be like $2000 after the restructuring of AT and T in 1984, which boom, was when the machines became affordable, oh, okay, okay. and sales reached one million units per year in yeah. 1984. And that's when everybody got on the train. That not, took not 40 us. Years. We sure didn't. Forty years. It had been around. I don't think I ever had an answering machine at home until voicemail happened. Huh? Wow! Really? Oh yeah. man, because I, I always wanted to have the outgoing messages. Like, remember the tapes you could get that yeah. were like, nobody's, nobody's home, yeah. nobody's home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a commercial break right now. That's so uh, great. I love. I, I wanted to use those so bad. I know. I was never... just thinking the same thing. Ugh. I was like, I remember. I think Frank got an answering machine because yeah. he he would get things. Yeah, and. uh yeah, I wanted that so bad. Yeah, it had like, do you remember that, Matteo? It, it was like a, a cassette you could buy on TV that had like different outgoing oh, messages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted that so bad. Like, where were the other, like, I can't oh, you can definitely, okay. Oh, we're going to look that up for the commercial oh, break oh, oh, oh. because all of those songs that were on that message to cassette were hits. They were hits. Oh, I loved bangers. it. Every last one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That commercial used to come on TV, and I'd be like, oh, oh, everybody shut up. We gotta get it. We gotta get it. Oh, my uh, God. Did you find it? Oh, That's hilarious. That's a crazy calls one. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Is. Okay, but anyway, back to no. the show. We'll, we'll try hey, one of these sure. on the commercial break. We'll uh-huh. try one and see what okay. it's like. Okay, all right. What it's like. Sounds good. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, okay, uh, so he picks up the phone and he's like, you know what? I'll remember it. Just tell me the message. Uh-huh. Guy tells him that his name's David Miller. He's not going to make the appointment because he's going out of town. Yeah. Jack's like, David Miller, <clears throat> not going to make the appointment. Going out of town. Got it. Okay. Hangs up. Mr. Angelino comes back. And Jack's been like repeating it so that right. he wouldn't he's like David Miller, David Miller, David Miller, David Miller. And then Mr. Angelino goes, all right, let's get this over with. Name? David Miller. David Miller? Well, why didn't you say so? Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm... And he's like, oh, David Miller. And he just goes on and on. And then he loves David Miller. I mean, yeah, I don't he know. loves David Miller. I mean, is David he's, Miller some nationally known chef or something at this point? Apparently, he's huge. I mean, 
Come on. And he's big enough that just you can just print in an L.A. newspaper mm-hmm. now with more David Miller and, and everyone sees it right. and knows who it is. And at this point, God. Jack is still willing to come clean. But then Mr. Angelino yeah. goes, you know, can I, if I have the David Miller, what am I going to hire one of these nothings, these amateurs? There's nobodies. Mm-hmm. Look at this. And he picks up Jack's resume. Jack Tripper. I don't need a tripper tripping all over my kitchen. Yeah. He says. Mm-hmm. He said that? Yeah. Yeah. And so now. He said that, Maddie. <laughs> like it was like he was catching up on the argument. Well, <laughs> it's because I was watching, but, you know, Ivy, she was like, for some crazy reason, she just needed to have my glasses in her mouth. So I missed that line. Yeah. I know. I can't hear anything without my glasses. Um, I can't. It's awful. And Jack, so Jack goes along with it. And he he joins the Aunt Angelino's team. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'll start Monday. I'm David Miller. He's Let's David do this Miller. thing. So <clears throat> now we're back at the apartment. The mm-hmm. phone's ringing. Cindy's on the couch, I think. Janet comes in. She's like, I ain't get it. It might be Jack with news about his job. Right. She opens it. She's like, or she opens, opens it. it. She answers the phone, and she's like, "Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. No, there's nobody here by that name." This is when Jack enters, of course. Yes. And she's like, "No, there's nobody named David Miller here." So Jack, of course, takes the phone. He's like, "What the? Come on, hi, this is David Miller." Yeah, and then he's like, "You know, oh. mm-hmm. this whole bit with answering the phone and getting, you know, they them asking for the person that someone in the apartment is pretending to be, <laughs> yeah, has happened so many times yeah. that it's not, it's it's not, a, it's not a cliche. It has now yeah. become a threes company world device. Ah, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I'm I'm glad to see this phone call appear in an episode. Like it's it's a bit that's now yeah. become a semi permi patty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Jack gets off the phone and he's like, that was Miss, that was my new boss, Mr. Mm-hmm. Angelino. And they're like, you got the job, but who's this David Miller? He explains why he's David Miller. Right. Which, and, uh, which is, he's pretty funny about. Yeah. It doesn't um, make much sense, but it's no, funny. Jack's doing a lot of good work in this episode. He I, is. I would I mean, say John Ritter is He's doing some, doing some heavy he lifting. To. Yeah. He's getting all oh, the there's a lot going on. Well, yeah, probably gets a few, but, um, Anyway, coming up. Uh, oh, okay. So then he's David Miller. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Ring, ring. I have here, and then I, I've, I've lost the thread. I don't know what's happening. Um, so the next thing I have is we're in the kitchen, and Jack comes in. Janet's at the table reading the paper, and he's like, "Today's the day." Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, and and she shows him the ad in the newspaper. It's for Angelinos. It says Angel. And he's like, oh, it's an ad for Angelinos. She's like, yeah, but read at the bottom in the small print. And it says Angelinos proudly presents the cooking wizardry of David Miller. The cooking wizardry. The David Miller. And he's like. Oh, no one reads the small print in those ads. Cut two. Let's just let's just run through these, and then you can go to town. A loan shark. 
That's all like David right. Miller. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to get that guy. Then we got two cops. Well, the rats come out of his hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you got this other guy that's very, very familiar who is uh, a jilted husband. It ran off. His wife ran off with David Miller and left him with her bird Hortense. Do you want to tell us about these these guys? Should we do it now? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so, uh, our first, our, our, let's go with the gangster first. Uh, that is actor Hank Garrett, born in 1931 in New York. Uh, he is, oh my goodness, he's got, uh, let's see. <clears throat> he gets his start, oh, holy cow, all the way back in, oh my gosh. 1959, when he's on two episodes of Naked City. Then he's on Car 54, Where Are You? Uh, Serpico in 1973. He's in an episode of Kojak in 75. The Exorcist 2 uh, in 1977. He's in the Amityville Horror. BJ and the Bear, the TV series. Oh, I used to love that show. Um, he's in Three's Company, uh, this one episode in 1981 goes on to be in a uh, in an episode of Here Comes Garfield, Knott's Landing, The Dukes of Hazard. He's in The Sting 2. What is The Sting 2? Airwolf, Knight Rider, Too Close for Comfort, Simon and Simon, uh, G.I. Joe the movie. He plays uh, Dial Tone and a character named Dial Tone. <laughs> That's great. Uh, he's in uh, the the 1990 ep- uh, remake of Dragnet. He's in an episode of Full House. Uh, goes on to be in what else do I know that he was in? Gosh, Baby Geniuses in 1999. Yeah. More Garfield uh, show uh, from 2008 to 2013. Geniuses. But the thing that he's in last is something called Show Royale in 2018. So ostensibly, oh. Hank Garrett's still out there doing it. Yeah, Hank. I was just counting it up in Wild. his filmography, and I've seen like. 13 movies he's been in or something. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. You're a big Hank Garrett I fan. I love this guy. Okay, so that's the bookie. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. we're going to... Now we're going to go to The Jilted Husband, played okay. by actor Britt Leach, born in 1938 in Alabama. Um, and he was on a bunch of uh television shows and even some oh, movies yeah. throughout the yeah. years but like a real big character actor gets to start in 1971 uh he's in an episode of the brady bunch which is great the partridge family like how could you be in the partridge family and the brady bunch like what's up double dipping um into musical families <laughs> mission impossible he is in uh the odd couple tv series uh two episodes He's in Happy Days. He's in Sanford and Son, uh, The Love Boat in 1977. He goes on to be in an episode of the uh, five episodes of The Waltons. Um, then he gets on an episode of Chips, Mash, One Day at a Time. He's in an episode of Dallas, Knight Rider. Uh, he's going to end up doing three episodes of Three's Company. This is his first appearance, but he'll be back in uh, 1980. Uh, or I guess in oh, anyway in the next three seasons he's in an episode of New Heart, The Dukes of Hazard, The Gary Shandling Show, uh, Sledgehammer. Oh my gosh, I loved Sledgehammer. 
Yeah, um, he gets on L.A. Law, Murder, She Wrote, Quantum Leap. And then the last thing that he does is in 1991 when he appears in the big, huge movie Father of the Bride. But I'm really curious, like, why he would get out of the business in 1991 after after such a huge, long career. It's really interesting. He was in – I mean – like, I've seen this guy a million times, but mm-hmm. I recognize him oh, yeah. most from Weird Science. Okay. He's like Anthony Michael Oh, Weird Science, dad. right. I didn't mention mm-hmm. that. That's right. He's in, he's Vern Boone in Baby Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in The Great Outdoors. Mm. With John Candy, right. <laughs> he's in so many like weird 80s movies that I watched so much. Wow. That guy's... <clears throat> That guy's like an all-star. Another, yeah, another heavy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and then do we have any of the cops? Or did they not? They're not even on the IMDb, are they? No. They don't get credited, those cops, unfortunately. Oh. I mean, they even had a speaking part, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. really too bad. That's a pretty big part. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we get all of these people. They're all coming after... David all Miller. After David Miller, because David Miller has wronged them in one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's David Miller. And they're going to get revenge. No good. Yeah, Honestly, David Miller. David Miller sounds like such a made-up name, and I know someone named David Miller. <laughs> it's, I don't care how good of a chef he is. I wouldn't yeah. put up with all this. I don't know why you're friends no. with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, commercial time. He's a tough okay. one. Okay, did you find it? The well, let's see machine? what this is. Here we go. <laughs> Crazy calls, a tape of seven different songs and funny recordings for answering machines. I am very sorry that I'm not a more detective call. It'll be Your name, you gotta leave your number, just wait for the beep. Oh, here's the someone's posted the actual tape on YouTube, of course. You can just listen to it. Oh, I 45 bucks. Damn, back in the day, that's how much they wanted for that. It was 14.95 back then, which is the equivalent. Oh, okay, 40 dollars. Okay, wow. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to use that now as my. Voicemail answering. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all get this on Just wait for the beat. You gotta leave your name. You gotta leave your number. Yeah. Those are good. Anyway. Oh, man. Did you ever did you ever buy Did you guys ever buy anything off television when you were kids? Like my parents were like oh, yeah. staunchly like, do not use the phone to pick up and no. we are not doing that. 
Oh yeah, no, we my could parents never do were that. very against it. But then there was the summer that my sister and I almost ruined our entire vacation because we called a one, um, like a one nine hundred new kids on the block number. Oh no! And we oh. we racked up such a huge phone bill that they almost canceled our vacation. Oh my god! And now, oh. as a parent, I'm like, oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine you have vacation planned and everything you've been saving and everything, and then you and get like a thousand dollar phone bill? I don't remember. Oh, oh my god! That's no bueno. It was for that. what? Oh, to listen to like recordings of the new kids on the block talking. Being like, hey girl. Hey girl. Yeah, yeah. that was exactly hey what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and it was what. Hey girl. <laughs> Hey girls, um, Joan. And I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you tonight. Yeah. There's my QVC phase where I Oh no. Where I ordered a couple hey girl, things. But I was I allowed. Crush I would ask you. permission. Right. And I was allowed. Oh, Have right. Henry and Francie ever like racked up some kind of build like that? No, they've been really No, they're respectful really good. Of it. Like especially like on their phones. Where they can buy things yeah. and stuff. They always ask. Yeah. Ask for everything and they and they don't do it when I say no. Yeah. Wow, they're yeah. so cute. So take That's that, great. everybody else out there whose <laughs> children are little criminals. <laughs> it doesn't very, have to be that hilarious. way. Ours are very honest. It's hilarious. Oh, it's great. Hold this yeah. thing. All right, I guess we should get back into this. Fine. What All happens right. next? <sighs> okay, so There's we're like back at the apartment. Back. We're back. We know that much. Jack's. Um, on the couch looking at the paper. Right. And Janet enters. Uh, and she's like, shouldn't you be reading recipes instead of the newspaper? It's your big <laughs> night. Isn't this what you do for a living? And he's like, do you think that Marlon Brando reads about acting? I'm like, yeah, maybe. Probably. It probably does. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, do you think Jack examples, Nicholas is reading is. Golf Digest? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe not. and he's like, I don't need to. I'm a pro professional. Pro professional was my favorite. That and was great. That was I great. That. Then ring, ring, ring. <coughs> Jack's like, I can do this job. This is what I am. Blah blah blah. Answers the phone, and uh, he's like, David, who? Oh yeah, David, David Miller. That's, That's me. me. Uh-huh. And it's Mr. Angelino again. Mr. Angelino is called to tell him that this very important food critic is going to be there tonight. He's requesting someone. Yeah. I forget his last name. Uh, and he's he wants his specialty. Jack's like, what's what that? <laughs> yeah. uh, so he gets what it is. Did you catch it? No, it was like a big, long French phrase that I wasn't about to go back. And Isn't it like chicken poulard or something? I don't know, but it had like four or five words. And I was like, nope. Poulard. What's Poulard? I don't know. I don't know. I'm making that up. But I thought it sounded like <laughs> Poulard. I thought it sounded like Poulard. It's chicken Poulard is right here. I thought that's what it sounded like. Google chicken Poulard and see what happens. Yeah, let's see what That's not right. Us. I know that's not right. But Can you know you what? Close enough. Poulard. And there is no Jack, chicken Poulard. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> I think it's chicken oh. Poulard. So Jack goes to look yep. up the recipe to chicken poulard, and much like Jinx is doing right now. And, uh, oh boy! And <clears throat> Janet's like, "Wait a minute, you're a professional. You don't need that." And she snatches it from him. 
and he chases her around. Yeah. Play grab ass for a minute, and then he tackles yes. her on the couch, and then yes. Cindy walks in with Jack just on top her. of her. He like caresses her as she's wiggling away from him. It's uh, really yes. Weird. Yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yes. Cindy, and it's a, it's a weird thing because they've got to like remain in motion and keep this weird action going without actually doing anything yeah so it's all very awkward yeah but cindy walks in and we have some good old-fashioned threes company misconstruing and not just that cindy's eyeballs could rival that of mr Furley. furley's absolutely she was given his eyeball tonight they are popping because Jack is straddling Janet on the couch yeah. and saying things like, come on, Janet, I just want to see it. Stop being such a tease. Yeah, it's pretty good. And Chrissy's. Yeah. And the, crowd, and, the crowd, and the crowd loves it. And how many times have we done that bit? But oh, hey. Almost all the times. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. And so then now, we find out. Correct uh-huh. me if I'm, but but did Jack give a better reason than that? It doesn't make sense. He lies to get this job, mm-hmm. so that he can prove his cooking skills, and yeah. then when given the chance to actually bring it, he's like, "I don't. I I'm so good. I don't even need to brush up or get ready." Yeah. No. He's that confident. He's, he's letting it. He's yeah. It's it doesn't make sense. It he should not. He should not be behaving that way. Um, <laughs> uh, but then Cindy reveals that she will also be at Angelino's that night because her boss has asked her to entertain an out of town guest. Can you imagine what if my boss asked me to entertain an out of town guest? Yeah. But entertaining with what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That that to me is so odd. Mm-hmm. Right? What are they doing? And Jack's like, okay, well, you know, just you know, remember, I'm I'm David Miller. Remember that? Like, yeah. If you this, if you see you know, me, don't you see forget me, that but I'm David just, Miller. You know. And she's like, oh, trust me, I'll you know, I got I got this. So then it's the apartment, but it's later, and there's knock, 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 frantic knocking. And uh, Janet comes to answers, and it's RF. And he's like, let me in. And he comes in, and he's like, he tries to barricade the door, but he can't move the couch because he's a, a, a weakling. Yeah, he's like, help me move this couch. Yeah. And he just, like, pulls at it and then, uselessly. Uh, and uh, so then he takes one of the cushions and puts it in front of the door mm-hmm. to barricade the door. And he says a gangster was at his apartment. Oh, and he's looking for some guy there that he thinks lives there. He looks great. Can I just say? Oh, yeah. He does. He's looking Furley's great. He's wearing his blue leisure suit mm-hmm. and his, his patriotic neckerchief. Yeah. He looks great. Giving full, full bug eyes, <laughs> level 11 freak out. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and uh, and he's he says this gangster's looking for David Miller. He sure wouldn't want to be David Miller right now. Yeah, and Janet's like, what? That's who he was looking for. 
And he's all like, she's all like, that's Jack. That's, we gotta go. He said something about going to a restaurant. So they're We gotta go to Angelino's. Well, I'm not going. What if they come back here? I'm gonna be with you. It's a whole rigmarole. And then. Oh, and then they do the thing going out the door. They not only like do a whole like, we're stuck together like glue while Janet goes around and gets her purse. But they do the whole like two person through one door thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can somebody explain to me how the gangsters knew that the guy who was playing David Miller was Jack and where Jack lived, except the we got the wrong apartment? Like, I, I just... Yeah. yeah. Did it? Is that... It's nonsense. No? It doesn't. No? You're it's going not, too deep. Okay. You gotta stop. You're going too deep. Sorry. I know. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> For all we know, Santa stay Monica in the Shavalavalos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. In the Shalalos, <laughs> as as Bradford Cooper once said, keep it in the <laughs> Shalalos. Okay. Perfect. Now, um, so yeah, they have to get to Angelinos, so they leave. And now we're at Angelino's. We're in the kitchen, and here is two more patikins. We've got the waiter at Angelino's, and we got semi-permi patty, Felipe, who we haven't talked about yet. Wow, Felipe, played by uh, veteran actor Gino Conforti. Um Born in 1932 in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, ostensibly out there, still doing it. His last credit is wow. in 2013. Um, but, uh, I mean, this is a guy who's just a, a real heavy hitter in, in, in TV. Starts in 1968 on something called How Sweet It Is. And then does uh, Get Smart. Uh, he does The Flying Nun. He's in an episode of That Girl, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. He's actually two different uh, episodes, and I remember his episodes. They were great. Uh, he's in The Waltons. He's known for uh, Man of La Mancha, I guess, uh, this huh. is the movie uh, that he's in. Anyway, he's also in The Mod Squad. He's in an episode of Columbo. He's in three episodes of Love American Style. He's in three episodes of The Partridge Family, playing three different characters. Uh, so cute. I love that show. He's in Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Which show do you love? Oh, um, The Partridge Family. Oh, I never really watched The Partridge Family. I I don't know. I just love that this family was musical and David Cassidy was kind of hot. I don't know. I, really I feel like it. It, didn't, it didn't get played in syndication in my area for some reason as much. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Because I remember being aware that it existed, but I hardly ever remember seeing it on anywhere. Isn't that uh, weird? Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, he guy, also, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I like Brady Bunch. Um, now, he is also a favorite of Lucille Balls because he's on Here's Lucy and he's also in the TV movie Lucy Gets Lucky. Um, he's in Laverne and Shirley. He is in a, uh, Chico and the Man. He is in Happy Days, Starsky and Hutch. He's on chips oh my gosh just everything three's company he's gonna do six episodes now that's interesting right i -hmm. thought he was in way more episodes than that but he's only in six episodes 
Yeah. Uh, he's in, and then he gets to be on the Jeffersons, Night Court, DuckTales, Santa Barbara. Remember Small Wonder? He was on yeah. Small Wonder, two episodes. Mama's Family, which is like one of my all-time favorite shows. Uh, Family Matters, Days of Our Lives, Harry and the Hendersons. He's in an episode of 90210. Jag, Godzilla. He's finally in Monsters, Inc. in, in 2001. Then he's in four episodes of General Hospital in 2008. I mean, and then it's Last Christ in 2013. Just uh, a monster actor with a huge long career, very well regarded uh, in the industry. Wow. <clears throat> also, well, cannot is... do a, a, a Mexican guy's accent to save his life. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I have strong feelings about Felipe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I hate how stupid he plays i hate Mm -hmm. the way that he like his character never and knowing now that it's only six episodes makes a difference because his character never made sense like does he hate jack does he want jack to fail it does he want to be a chef is he lazy because there's two different like they want you to think that he wants Mm. to be the chef but then they also want you to think it's every yeah. It's every stereotype and it drives me nuts. You know, I'm your best friend, Mr. Yak, until I want to kill you for your job. Yeah. I was like, right. Just scream out chimichanga and uh, right? at certain just points and we'll be. Enchilada and get out of there, man. <laughs> Holy tacos. <laughs> Terrible. I just he uh, makes me very uncomfortable, and yeah. his cross-eyed me thing too. Makes me really, really uncomfortable. Because hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. that's just like look how dumb I am. I, just, yeah. oh, I hate it. Yeah, um, it's like I call that kind of like character acting, like stereotype hate acting. <laughs> it's just terrible. Hmm. Um, and I guess the waiter's not credited on IMDb, so no. Um, uh. So yeah, so there was only room for twenty other Paddikins on the page. That's why, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so Jack's there tending to some food. Felipe is doing some prep work, and the waiter he's a is a chefry, right? He's a chefry, um, and six years. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but Jack's, uh, and then the waiter comes in to get some something from Jack, and Jack makes some joke about it, and the waiter's not impressed with him, right? And not amused by Jack. And then Angelino comes in. He what takes, is that joke? Is that the salmon moose, or that's, that's later? That's a later one. I can't remember. I can't remember, but yeah, Jack makes some stupid joke, and he is not impressed. Yeah. Um. So Angelino comes in and. Jack, oh, so after the waiter leaves, Jack pulls out his recipe for the specialty, and he's, like, looking at that, and Angelino comes into the kitchen, so Jack quickly, for some reason, decides to just to put put the recipe inside the chicken. That is currently, like, dressing. Instead of just, like, you know, popping Being it like, in his pocket, or recipe. just holding a piece of paper. Right. <laughs> like, why can't you be holding a piece of paper? You're an adult. Hold a piece of paper. <laughs> um, but he puts it in the chicken. And uh, Angelino discovers it immediately. And it's just silly. So then um, Angelino 
leaves after whatever he wanted. And Jack puts all a uh, big tray of chickens into the oven. <laughs> and, yeah. and then he talks to Felipe. And then as he walks away, Felipe starts talking to himself. And this is where he talks about how he's been in. He's yeah. been there for six years, slaving away in that kitchen. And he started as a he dishwasher, but now he's a chefery. And he should be the Shefferson at this point. But he wasn't talking to Jack. He was just kind of talking. Yeah, out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but then Jack could and, hear him. And Jack was, I thought, yeah. that was funny in those moments. Yeah, too. I like that. Oh, that was great. I expected him great. to like, try to pretend like he couldn't hear him. But I thought that <laughs> right. Was, like, no, what? I like great. This was better. Uh, yeah, he comes back and he says, Is anything wrong? And he's like, No, everything's great. And does his yeah. thing. Uh, <sighs> And so then uh, Jack goes to the other side of the kitchen to tend to some food, and the loan shark, the bookie, comes in. Mm. And he demands that David Miller owes, he says he owes Lefty $200. $200 oh, is what they're coming to break knees over nowadays? Dude, what? $14.95 in the 80s was $40. I'm yeah, sure $200 but... is quite a, quite a bit of money. It's probably not that He much. likes to play the ponies, and he doesn't like to... to Fork over the dough. That's the problem with David Miller. <laughs> so oh Angelina he intervenes because he's about to he's about to knock Jack's lights out. That's what he's about to do. And how much was it? Seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. Okay. You know, you go bust some guys' chops over that. Yeah. <laughs> right in the mush. Sure. You know. Um, so <laughs> Angelino intervenes, pays the guy like, now get out of here. And, um, then this, then a woman enters and oh, this, this is, is the last credited Patty Kins. Yeah. This is the sister. This is, this is the last credited Patty Kins, but it's really great. She says, hello, are you David Miller? He goes, the one and only. And she says, I've been looking forward to this moment. And she punches him and she says, that's for my kid's sister. Jack says, what did she order? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is actress Jillian Kessner, born in 1949, but unfortunately passed away in 2007 at the age of 58. Um, and she has a she has a pretty uh, you know pretty decent acting resume. Get started on the TV series SWAT in 1975. Goes on to be in Barnaby Jones. She's in two episodes of Happy Days and appears in the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew mysteries. She goes on to be in the Rockford Files. She's in two episodes of The Ropers. You know there are so many people on The Ropers that and I can't yeah. believe that it only lasted like one season. Like everybody was on that show. So crazy. In 1981, uh, she's on this episode of Three's Company. Then she goes on to be in Mork and Mindy, uh, TJ Hooker. She gets in a movie called Jaded. She's in something called Beverly Hills Vamp. And then her last credit is in 1997 in a movie called Inferno. And then uh, I guess uh, she leaves the business after that um, in 1997. And then 10 years later, she passes away Hmm. in 2007. Hmm. Wow. Well, she's pretty great in this. Yeah. She's doing some good physical work with Jack, throwing him around. Yeah, doing those rolls. He's he's hilarious in this scene. Yeah. Um and then 
the flute based. So then she finally. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He says, why didn't, when she leaves, he's like, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you help? And he says, she didn't look like she needed any. <laughs> and so then. Uh, <laughs> that was great. And, Angelino comes in and says, we got a whole party that just walked in and they want steaks. Let's come with me to the freezer, Felipe. Yeah. And they go into the freezer to get frozen steaks, I guess, to prepare immediately. And um, they leave the door open. And then Janet and RF come bursting into the kitchen. And they're like, Jack, you got to get out of here. The gangster looking for you. Jack finally is sensible. Yeah. And it's like, all right, no job is worth this. So let's get the fuck out. Yeah. It's not worth dying for. But just then, the Jill... Oh, and right before that, like while this is happening, Furley gets cold and locks Angelino and Felipe in the yeah. uh, freezer. <clears throat> so then the jilted hubby shows up as they're trying to leave. And he says, are you David Miller? And Jack says, nope. Oh, and he's like... Oh, well, that's good. And then they're going to leave again. And then in comes the food critic. Who is not credited. Not, not credited. credited. Crazy. Whoa. And the food critic is like, is, you know, loves the food, blah, 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 blah. And he says, well, don't forget how to spell my name, which is a stupid thing for Jack to Yo, say in this Jack situation. It's like he this- doesn't know the situation he's in. <sighs> Like, do you not know what's going on? Like, no one's talking about your name, Jack. Shut up. Yeah. And he says, <laughs> how could I ever misspell David Miller or something like yeah. that? How could I misspell Miller? And then he's like, oh, you are him. Oh, and they all fight yeah, and everything. We'll and then uh, the cops come in that are looking for David Miller. <laughs> they and they're going to handcuff. handcuff him. And then. And he's like, I'm not David Miller. And they're like, and yeah, Janet's right, like, buddy. Janet's like, he's not David Miller. Trust me, I'm his roommate. Yeah, and then Cindy shows up. She uh-huh. comes in because she's there entertaining the out-of-town guests <laughs> of her boss. Oh my God. And in between I mean, whatever that ju- means. Sorry. Fashion corner, that mm. dress, that black dress that she was wearing, yeah. I mean, that was full That was full side boob. That was full was side boob in oh, 1981 on television. Yeah, it fit like a glove, honey. Like a glove. Yeah. Like a glove-like dress. Like a gloved yeah. dress. <clears throat> so then Cindy comes in and says, uh, and like, who are you? And, and Furley says, that's her other roommate. And they're all like, what? Two girls? Tell them who I am. She says, you're David Miller. She's so proud of herself. She did it. (sighs) But then another Paddykins enters. Oh, my God. Mrs. Miller. Now, this is not Not what I expected Mrs. Miller to look like. No. Mrs. Miller looks like his mother. I'm more and more curious about David Miller. Yeah. Like, what is this guy's deal? David Miller. Man of mystery. Anyway, she comes in. She's like, I wouldn't marry a jerk like that. You should know. It's not David Miller. And so they're all like, well, our mistake. And they all leave. They're all like, well, she resolved it. Uh, and so they just leave basically, you know, the 
core cast, and then even Cindy says something and leaves. And then uh, knock, knock, knock. Oh, Angelino and Felipe are in the freezer, freezing. And wouldn't you know it, Jack is fired. Why? They missed all of it. Just because they got locked (laughs) in the freezer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then he's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to get some cooking school amateur. Like, who's this? And he picks up the resume off his desk and says, Jack Tripper. I'm going to get this Jack Tripper. And Felipe's like, what the fuck? He's never going to let me. No, um, he's not Felipe. And that's he it. He even says, he even like laughs at Felipe at one point when Felipe says that. No, I can be chef. Oh, and he's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So then there's a tag scene in the apartment. And it's Jack and Janet and Cindy and RF all having coffee in the living room. Mm-hmm. As you do. And... Uh, she says something about they're talking about using another name or whatever. Yeah, like letting, who would do that? Who would like, do that? Why would anyone ever do that? That's, and he said, and he starts talking about this time that he was talking to this chick, Furley. Yeah, Furley. Yeah, starts talking about how he's talking to this chick, and that he somewhere along the line had told her that he was Errol Flynn, <laughs> and she believed that. <sighs> Of course she did. I had a mustache back then. Okay. And then, but then the whole punchline to the thing is he says he went a little, he got a little forward and he went a little too far. Got a little spiky. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she hung up on him. And the, What does that was, mean? It was on the phone. Yeah. I think I, what they're telling us is that he made a spicy He made an phone obscene call. phone call. He made an obscene phone call. I thought they meant. And said he was Errol Flynn. And said something <laughs> dirty. I, yeah. This was this, this was guy that called my grandma that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Weird. That was confusing. Oh, oh yes. hey, can I have a follow up on that story about my grandma and that phone call? Yeah. Different phone call. <laughs> Same grandma. Years later, um, when I was like a teenager, she called me up. Very angry at me. And I was like, what is going on? And she said that I did. Did you call me? I'm like, no. And did you? And someone had called her. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, did the thing where it was like, who, who is this? And they're like, hi, grandma. Uh-oh. And they're like, Tucker? Yeah. So then, apparently, I don't even know. I don't even remember what happened. But she was like all pissed off at me, like it was my fault. So my grandma on that phone. Sometimes she has it together, and sometimes she doesn't. You shouldn't have been. <laughs> I shouldn't have been right her grandson. Yeah, I really blew it. Blew it. I guys, blew it. let's just let's just face it. Here at the end, this was a really crappy episode. Was it? Because yes. the audience went well, 
like goo goo gaga for it. They were very into it. Of course they did that audience fluffer out there without Suzanne. This was, I mean, completely Suzanne-less episode. The audience fluffer was probably like, you guys act like Jack and Janet are the best things you've ever seen. And it just was not, I would turn it off. The only thing that saved anything for me was that we got to see Jack working. In like where he's going to be, you know, he's going to be working for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It took five seasons to get there. Yeah. I think, I think Jack did all he could with it. And I think that he, he scores some laps and, and I had a good time watching him and RF had a couple good moments, but yeah, it's not, this is not a great period for the show. It's not, it's not a good time. It's a rough time. But, and I feel like Jack's kind of, but I feel like Jack's attempting to rise to the occasion yeah, or to at least like get. He's trying to goose it a little bit, I think, because he knows that it's flailing. Yeah. And so I think he's well pulling out the stops. And sometimes it's it's landing pretty good, I think. You know, it's, it's keeping guess, me interested on that level, at least. It's funny that you guys are having this reaction because my guess is that the studio or the producers had a very different reaction to this episode. They thought this episode was like – to me, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of weird confidence coming off of these coming off of this episode and so far as we're gonna see Angelino again and um, mm-hmm. Felipe again, and they're gonna turn this into something because that's how hard this hit. And I could tell from the audience, and they were all feeling it. Like there was some chemistry here that was going on with this restaurant and Jack in this situation. They all loved it. So I think it's a very important Three's Company episode because mm-hmm. it's going to establish yeah. like a new situation for Jack, uh, which is really interesting to me. Uh, I think Jensen Harrison does a good enough like job. Good enough. Good Go enough ain't good enough, mister. You, you, here, let me get cynical. Okay. Doesn't it feel like they're yeah. fishing for a spinoff? Like they're fishing for a way Already. forward with Jack? Already, They're like this already. isn't working without those three. But we need Jack. We need John John Ritter. Yeah, we need John. We need a show with I hate that. I hate That's that. I hate like. that. It drives me nuts because it's because it, again, it's just women getting the short shrift when like Jack is one thing, but he doesn't work without the girls grounding him. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, and also like. Just goes to show how wildly talented Suzanne Summers is that she can really hold her own against Jack and and Joyce DeWitt, John and John Renner and Joyce DeWitt. She really held her own. She wasn't just a dumb blonde with big boobs. She was a comedic force of nature, and it's really sad that you know they don't recognize that in her. Uh, but she also made a stink. I get it. I get it. I know. Um, I'm going to give this episode, you know, three point one five four three two on stars because i can see how important it is in the star in the star wars universe, star <laughs> wars. Company universe. I can't. sorry I'm, I'm not feeling well i'm not feeling well i can see how important it is in the three's company universe you know but like come on what a cheesy episode star fine wars. <laughs> it's well <laughs> 
Universe, Universe. So really close. It. It's 70s. Really, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> 70s. There were two things. Okay. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give. Um, I'm going to give it two and one half stars. Two and yes, one exactly. Half. Yeah, that's gr- that's a that's a low one for Jinx. Oh, it's out of four. Sorry. Yeah, that just. Um, I, I would I would turn it. I would go. I'd be like, let's see what's wow. on my own show. I'd probably oh. watch it just for like how gross it is, but. Uh, I'm. I'd get. I'm gonna go three and a quarter out of five. Oh my god, that's really high. Why? Wow. What, all, yeah, but what do you? It's all right. What's giving it that edge for you. I don't know that it's an edge. Why is it getting three and a quarter and not three? <clears throat> um, I guess three is your standard. I yeah. I mean, I I I think I I take what what I take Matteo's point about this being kind of an important. Uh, episode of be, the Star Wars it universe. It can be pivotal and in the want... Star Wars universe and still not be good. <laughs> <laughs> that's the terror. I hate this. <laughs> oh, you're terrible cool. people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to quit the podcast for a while. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I didn't hate it like you did. You hate it. I didn't hate it. I, just, to, I think you just hate Felipe so much <laughs> that you can't stand I, any of I it. hate Felipe so much. No. It's not the greatest episode, but it's kind of interesting. And, in, you know, how. And it's pivotal in the Star Wars universe. It is. And it, yeah, it's okay. like as far as the Star Wars universe goes. You can't well, do without oh, it. Man. Okay. <clears throat> well, Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Use the Force and grab your balls. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here's another ambiguous title, I bet. This one's called Jack's Other Mother. Ooh. What? Mm -hmm. Jack's Uh, Other Mother. It's so funny, right? Because, like, I know Bart is coming back at some point, but that doesn't sound like a Bart episode at all. Or coming at some point. Uh, I don't know what's happened to Larry. Um, Right? Jack's dating life seems to be non-existent again for They're a long They're so spell. worried about bringing on all these other Paddockins when they could just bring on Girlfriends and Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Jack's other mother? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine who that might be. Okay, Jack meets a mysterious older lady at the Regal Beagle who is convinced... Uh, that he is her long lost son, and uh, hijinks ensue when uh, she tricks Jack into get into the apartment and robs the girls. Whoa! <laughs> <There>. mm. <laughs> Wait, now he's he becomes convinced that she's, or she's convinced. Uh, he just thinks that he, he, yeah, she she thinks Jack's her long lost son, and he invites her back to the apartment. And, oh, okay, uh, okay. That's that's when she, yeah. And then uh, RF and Larry have to uh, figure out a way to get the girl stuff back using Jack as bait. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. 
Yeah. Oh my god, it made me yawn. Oh, that was amazing. Okay. Okay. Well, it is Monday. It's Monday. Uh, and it's been a long day. There, Mondays, you know. <sighs> I'm like I'm like I'm just like Garfield the cat. I hate Mondays and I love lasagna. Yeah, I hate Mondays. And I would kick Odie off the table every time if I had a chance. <laughs> um well, this was a good episode. I, uh, I feel like I mean, this for is us, a bad it, representation of your prediction, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm just not going to worry fine. about it. It's fine. I know. I can't believe I never remember what I say one week to the next. So. I know. You're surprised every week. It's so exciting. <laughs> I'm like, I said no. <laughs> uh, well, what should right. we toast? Oh, yeah. Um, here's to Oh, it. yeah. Here's to you. Oh, um, you know, I want to say um, – Tucker's Witch would still work as a show if it was called Jinx. No offense. (laughs) Here's to Tucker's Witch. Thank you.